What's up, everybody? How's it going? This is Dave Corbin coming at you from the Attorney General's office. I'm here with Jerry Mitchell and John Nixon, and we're here to talk to you guys today about cyberbullying. What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey. So in response to, like, bullies, um, if you dealt with a kid like me at 14, you know, there's seems like you can either go the route of shaming or scaring or both, but making sure you're doing it in more of a constructive way, right? Yeah. Where it's just like you put the onus on them, right? Obviously, they are kids. They're going to be thinking and acting in a much more selfish capacity, right? So they might not think about the damage or the harm that they're inflicting on somebody else, but if you put it within the context and through the lens of this is what's going to happen to you, whether this is going to be how you're perceived or this is what's going to happen to your future or this is what's going to follow you around always with thanks to your digital footprint, it seems like that is, if you're a parent or an educator, the the more appropriate place to put, you know, the emphasis on and to yeah. stress. Oh, yeah. Make sure they are good. That's good to do. Put the emphasis on the kids and make them realize, look, you do this. You are responsible for your actions. In general, I've, I've told my 16 year old son, I said, don't hide. Don't be don't be a coward behind a computer. Right. If you have a problem with somebody, go talk to that person. Step up. In person. Don't don't send text messages. Don't send, you know, these things, you know, it just as a holistic approach. Um, you know, get out there and talk to somebody. Totally. And, you know, it's like what you were saying before, Jerry, like it's way easier to say stuff online. Like I, when I, whenever I'm texting, like it's easier to ask a girl out when you're texting. It's easier to like get a group of people together when you're doing it through Facebook. Like it's just makes out on, on a date through text. Dude, of course it's 21st century. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, man. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. It's 2018. How's it going? Okay. All right. Yeah, but like you know what I mean? It it just makes it easier because of the fact that it takes out an element of either the humanity of it or the rejection of it. Yeah. You know, it's you're missing like five different types of emotions that you get when you're face to face with somebody. Right. You can't look into their face, you can't see their eyes, you can't see their expressions, you, you can't, can't see what's registering. You can't see their body language. Totally. It's, you know, that's why I think it's even more important that and the paranoia that kids go through, they're not sure sometimes if it's being done anonymously, who's doing it, where's this person at, are they here in the grocery store with me, are they here at school with me, are they here in the it's mall terrifying. with me, are they at the park? You don't know. They're, they, they're omnipresent. They could be everywhere and nowhere, and you don't know. And, and, you know, that element of fear that it leaves a kid with. Mm-hmm. And once you start, to, like you said, the discussion, you keep that discussion going on and on, and you start to put it in their heads. These are the effects of this stuff. We've talked about this before, too, like as a parent or, you know, even as a friend, like pay attention to the way your friends or your kids act. Totally. If there's something wrong and you see that something might be wrong, talk to them about it. You have to. Otherwise, this stuff can, you know, like you said, it can just keep living there. Can just fester. It's an open wound that will not heal. But if you talk about it, just like anything else, you know, any therapist is going to tell you to talk about it. That's a really good point, and I feel like it's a—it's just so important for all parents to talk to their kids about it because a lot of the times your kid might not be the recipient or, you know, the perpetrator of that behavior, but they may be around somebody who is bullying someone else. And a lot of the times 
I feel like these kids, they're going to listen to their friends oh, more yeah. than they would even listen to their educators or their parents. Oh, yeah. They're, they are their own community. Right. And they learn sometimes as much from each other than they do from the educators, more right. so from the educators, including, you know, bad habits, you know, bad conduct. And when they pick something like this up, they may think, you know, this is the way I'm, this is the way to be cool. This is the way to act. This is the standard to be accepted. But it's not. No. That's the standard that'll get you in trouble with the law. And that's what they need to remember. And parents need to be aware of that too, you know. And I always, when I when I discuss this out with uh, teachers and I discuss this out with parents, like I do two, three nights a week, you know, I always let them know, you know, having that discussion with their kids, checking their social media sites, seeing if they're coming home with new stuff that they took from somebody else, like Dave did when he was younger. Uh, <laughs> That's what's up. And, it's true. And, you know, but overall, looking on their devices, see what they're doing, and having that general conversation nonstop with them. And sometimes the conversation doesn't have to happen in the house. It can happen, you know, while they're out walking or talking or something to get them to loosen up and just letting them know, look, if you are doing this, you know, this this conduct can get you in serious trouble. And there's no wrong time or there's no, um, you can't like overdo it. You know what I mean? Like it's the same way how parents will really instill in their kids, be respectful to your elders and don't talk to strangers. It's all of these really basic conversations and concepts, right? If you loop in bullying in particular cyberbullying too, because it might come a little more naturally because of the fact that these kids have now grown up in the digital space, it's like a second language to them, right? So yeah. it could come almost a little easier. If you're just telling your kids at such an early age and just repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and repeating it, then odds are that you will probably not have to deal with it towards the tail end, um, you know, once they've evolved and grown up a little bit more, yeah. right? Because you, you, you instill it early. And if they do engage in it, parent finds out, okay, you, this is what you've done, let them know there are going to be consequences for it. Mm-hmm. Devices taken away. Uh, whatever kind of disciplinary action a parent feels that their child needs to have. you know. But let them know, look, you will face consequences from your parents, us as your parents, if you get caught doing this stuff. Right. So we've talked a lot about the different ways they do it, the different kinds of bullying and the sure. bullies themselves. But what about the kids that are getting bullied, right? Like, what oh, yeah. do you what do you do when you're just constantly getting attacked? You might not know where it's even coming from or who it's coming from. Where does that leave you? What I tell kids all the time is the first thing, one of the things they need to do up front is let an adult know what's going on. Trying to engage the bully themselves and trying to play detective themselves, they could end up making that situation go from bad to worse. I had a young lady who, uh, she was getting bullied. Uh, she was just a rock star at basketball. You know, she was 13 years old. I mean, she was just running hoops around the, around the boys. And they got jealous. And, you know, they would name call her and pick on her or call her all kind of different slur names and everything. And it was really ugly. They bullied her. And one of the kids kept on bullying her one day when walking behind her and they're trolling her physically trolling her, and she just got so upset, she turned around and clocked him right in the nose and gave him a bloody, broken nose. Kind of feel it, but not condoning it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, what happened, then she got charged with assault. She went from being a victim to a bully at that point. And it's hard, too, when, you know, you don't want to be the snitch. You don't want to be the 
you know, the the person going and tattletaling or telling. But it's important. I mean, even we tell our kids not to be tattletales. You tell them, you know, talk to us. But, you know, there's also, but also that like so- fix your own problems. Right. There's that social element of it that makes it especially difficult to say if there's a big problem. And this is a big problem. This this is filed under, you know, B for big problem. I made that up. That's really good, man. Right. Can we patent it? Yeah. yeah let's, Million let's dollar idea. Million dollar idea. But it is. It, it's it's a big problem, and it's one of those things. Just like if you if you see someone doing drugs, or if you see someone being abused, if you see you know, it falls into that same category because this is abuse. Right. And, and, you know, it's this is yeah, mental is. abuse. So um, illegal abuse. Yeah, and you have to you have to treat it the same way as you would anything else that you feel that can be damaging. You know? yeah. It's also important to emphasize too, like if you want to deal with it yourself, or if you just want to like sweep it under the carpet and hope that it goes away. Imagine what this current feeling for you would be like six months down the road. Is that something that you're willing to deal with for another week, two weeks, months, years? Yeah. You know, or do you just want to get out ahead of it immediately and just cut it off and stop the bleeding? You know, because it's not like this is the sort of problem that just course corrects for no reason. Yeah. And what so many young people do end up doing, unfortunately, they end up taking it out in other forms. Whether it's through sports, they'll take it out, the action, they'll just take out hyper-aggressive action in sports, they'll take it out on other family members. And in so many cases, and we've seen this in our day and age, you see so many young, unfortunately, young people go nuclear at a school. And that's what we're trying to prevent. Break that down. Break from bullying. Break break that down for us. What are the different ways that somebody could go nuclear? Oh, come to school with a gun, come to school with a knife, go out to a park or something with a firearm. Yeah. And you've seen the school shootings and you've seen things like that happen. And a lot of it stem from being bullied. It's not because uh, these kids are being treated nicely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I mean, and there's there's a mental health element that I think is like a course, cocktail to 100%. that too. But yeah. still, it's... <laughs> it's all the elements coalescing yeah. and coming together. Not to mention the fact that it also leads to like rampant amount of suicide. And that's a huge, huge problem because if you're just dealing with this constant barrage of attacks and you might not be emotionally apt at that point because, for God's sakes, you're like 14 years old, right? Like, you you just don't—and you shouldn't have, you know, the tools to deal with that because you're still, like, very innocent. You're You're still still growing up. Like, it's—and it's so natural. It's so natural to feel that way. It's natural to not know what to do. And and it's inexcusable for people to— put you into that sort of situation, but it's also really important to just know how to respond to it. And I think there's an element, too, of the role model side of things, because I think the the better role model you are in front of other kids, the more likely that they'll come to you yeah. about this stuff, because, you know, the whole hindsight is twenty twenty thing. I think we all learned a lot as young people about the things to do and not do, but then it's hard to tell children about that, whether they're your own kids or someone else's kids, that, um, you know, it's it's important to, to talk about this stuff. And here's what I learned. But it sometimes it comes off as, oh, when I was a kid. Right, right. You know, and right. you don't want to do that. But exactly. at the same time, yeah. like, you have to explain to these kids, too, like, if you just let this sit inside, it's going to kill you. Totally. Like, it's going to burn you up inside. And you have to you have to take care of it right away. You know, kids are dealing with a lot nowadays with the insert of technology coming into play as well. But 
they're learning themselves, they're learning their bodies, and then they're learning, hey, listen, how do I fit in? If they're of a, you know, hey, listen, I'm different, I'm a different race, or my sexual orientation is different, uh, maybe I'm not as athletic, maybe I'm more of a geek, and, you know, they have all these with geeks, by the way. Yeah, hey, shout out to all the geeks. Yeah, that's right, big shout out, I'm a geek. You got our love. Right, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But anyway, (laughs) but... They have all these things, like you guys said, all these things are present, all, and everything's running at the same time. And then somebody wants to treat them different and hostile right? because of this, for any one, any one of or multiple elements of this. And they got to deal with that, and they're sitting back trying to process this, and especially if they're not the aggressive type, and they're sitting back processing this, and they're like, why are you treating me this way? And they never get it, and they don't know how to respond to it. So they end up responding, like we said, in other different ways, other outlets, and take other outlets to do it. And again, some of those cases include suicide. And I've had kids young as in fourth and third grade talk to me about suicide. It's insane. Yeah, I didn't bring it up, and they brought it up to me. If somebody bullies you, you can kill yourself. And they knew this because, again, they are surrounded by 24-hour-a-day news information. Mm. And they don't live in a bubble. They watch the news and listen to it just like their parents and just like teachers. That's a really important point that we didn't talk about either, which is not just talking to kids in the really direct sort of primary sense of bullying, but talk about the secondary elements as well and about what you should not do in response. And it doesn't just have to deal with like keeping it bottled in, but also like, please don't ever find yourself getting to a certain place mentally or emotionally. I don't know how early is too early to talk to kids about something as heavy as suicide or what have you, but yeah. I feel like it's better to say it and rather than just hold back and just hope that they'll get that. Well, it's just like anything else that's in the big deal file, right? Right. It's That's another one of those things that's yeah. in the big deal file. Yeah. Under B. I Man, think, this, well, like, this is going to take off, bro. Yeah. I think, I mean, and John, you're a parent. You know, yeah. you, yep. like, just, just using John as an example here, he's going to gauge the maturity of his kids mm-hmm. and when he feels as if, okay, this is appropriate to have a conversation with you based on what he sees as their dad and he's going to go, okay, I can have this conversation with you now. Ah, I better hold off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nah, not, not just ready. You're not just ready for that yet. So, you know, you're yeah. going to, you're going to do that. Of course. Yeah. And I have with my oldest son who's 16 and you know, some, some of the things you are just a natural time that you'll know when the right time is to talk about them, whether you see them kind of, watching something on the news or listening to music, you know, if you're, if you're paying attention to that stuff, you, you, you know, those, those right times, but there are times when it's, you know, there's definitely uh does he remind you of you? Is he, was he, is he a bully like you? Was he, no, he... no. He's, he's a sweetie. Uh, he's a, he's a good, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's uh he's a good kid. He's okay. a lot, he's a lot different than me in many, <laughs> many, okay. many ways. John and I, John and I maybe didn't have the proper tools to be able to express ourselves growing up. So True story. we did it in uh, some unsavory capacities and I can, at least speaking for myself, it is mm-hmm. on a more serious note. It's still like one of the things I'm most ashamed of. It's one of the things yeah, that I, feel pretty yeah. bad about it. I really take an aim to be able to engage with people in my day-to-day life now in a way where it's exemplary of the of how I want to be perceived and right. trying to atone for my my previous actions. Yeah. That's all you can kind of do moving forward. But talking to all the people out there, if you're a bully right now and you're listening to this, honestly, like if you don't hear anything else we're saying, just know that it's it's just like it it follows you. 
Like it will. Everywhere. When you get older and once you do become more emotionally mature and once you are able to be more confident with the person you are or deal with the problems that are plaguing you, that's going to be the thing that really, like, continues to follow you. In college admission offices, they check. You know, kids who are coming into their university, oh, yeah, they want to know who's coming in. Hmm. And, you know, they, they instantly send out bot software or robot software just to scour the web for each person and, and form an online profile of you. And if that profile kicks back yeah. too much negativity, you know, you can, you can have an element of negativity. Yeah, I know that we there's companies do, that you can fix your online reputation yeah. and stuff, but, yeah, that's, yeah, that's but crazy. software. They, they really use this. Yeah, they, 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 they look to see, you know, just a garden variety search and see, okay, what kind of person this is. And if they see, okay, this person bullied people or somebody to the point they committed suicide, they laughed about it, they denied it, uh, they took no responsibility for their actions. Mm-hmm. Colleges are less likely to let you in there, into their university, into their doors, because mm-hmm. they don't want you in there. They're just like, hey, you're a problem coming in. Right. Totally. Um, so wrapping up, do you guys have any final points? Yeah. For me, uh, when it comes to this subject matter, again, having that discussion with parents, keep, uh, parents with their kids, keeping an open line of discussion, uh, just reminding parents that, again, this is something that a present, a full presentation is always available from our office, the Attorney General's office, uh, free of charge. Uh, all they have to do is contact our office and make, make the arrangements. Not to mention the fact that, again, we have educational materials that come with this online. You can view them on your screen. You can download them. You can print them out. You can share them with your kids, with your spouse, with anybody, with an educator. And please utilize those, too, because we are really adamant about what we're including um, to make sure that it is providing you with the necessary tools and resources. Use the tools, guys. Okay, cool. So this is Dave Corbin. Jerry Mitchell. John Nixon. Thanks for listening to us, guys. We'll talk to you soon. 